I want to welcome you guys to Our Bop, Our Bop. This is Riddick's Book of Philosophy. My name's Philip Riddick, and this is where I talk about what I want to talk about the way I want to talk about it. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends, family, and loved ones to come in and enjoy my whimsical way of saying things, doing things, and thinking about things. Please hold for a very important message. Hey, everybody. Sooner or later, you're going to have to travel. You're going to have to take a plane, a hotel, or rent a car, or something, either because you want to go on a vacation, something that you were waiting for or really wanted to do, or sometimes we have some unfortunate circumstances in our families where we have to travel involuntarily. Either way or the other, if you need to travel, you want to save some money. I am an independent TSA travel savings ambassador for iBoomerang. And I can save you 30 to 70% on your travel. If you send me your first and last name to the following email address, dcboomgetaways at gmail.com. Once again, dcboombuumgetaways at gmail.com. I can send you an absolutely free website, yours personally, that you can use whenever you want. And it will save you money. It can save your money whenever you are going away. You might be going away now. You might be going away in the future. This website is yours forever. So once again, if you want to save money traveling 30 to 70%, shoot your first and last name to me at dcboombuumgetaways at gmail.com. All right, all right, guys. Nice, that little bitty jingle. Hey, I want to make this announcement real quick, fast, guys. This is a rebroadcast of the Barbecue Talk Show, their podcast, the Barbecue Talks podcast with Matt and Ryan. They are from the UK. They allowed me to record their podcast. Uh, it was a video podcast, but they all allowed me to record it as well. So that's what you're about to hear. It was a great time, great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. And it's going to go a little something like this. Hi, guys. Welcome along to this week's Barbecue Talk Show. How the devil is everybody? Uh, just a few little things. Don't forget. Website's up and running, barbecuetalks.com. Go check it out. Give us a little bit of feedback. If there's anything that needs changing, let me know. Uh, also, we now run as a podcast as well as our live show. Uh, you'll find that in all the places that you normally find your podcasts. Uh, go hit that up, download it if you want to listen back to all of the crazy antics we get up to. And as you can see this week, we are back with... This guy over here, Mr. Ryan Hello, G. Everyone. Nice How to doing, be Ryan? Back. Really good. Really, really good. It's good to be back on the show. Um, yeah. Had a nice uh, couple yeah. of weeks off in the sunshine, so always good to be back. And um, right. Nice to see everyone. No, Did you miss that? Of course I missed you laying on a sun lounger, drinking loads of cocktails and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. the very forefront of my mind, but... Um, Thank you to all the guests, Lep and uh, Cider. Done a really, really good job. I was watching Cider, so I couldn't get any internet on <clears throat> Lep's stream, unfortunately, but I watched it back. 
very good jobs. I was feeling like um, maybe I didn't have a seat anymore, but you know, thank, uh, thank, thanks guys. You've done a really good job. Much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, well done guys. Thank you. Yeah. So you had a good, good holiday then. Oh, it was, it was nice. fantastic. And what did you do? Sit, sit in the shade all the time. Cause you don't look like you got a suntan. Well, it's a funny story behind it. I did get a bit of suntan, to be honest. Um, <laughs> three days in, I burnt my head, right? It's the first time I've been away with no hair. Like, I shaved my head. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Have you ever burnt your head? If you ever burnt your head, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You could, nah, feel nah, every follicle, or you could feel every follicle of hair on your head moving, and then you wake up. It looks like you've been sleeping with a lizard. There's skin all over the place, man. It was disgusting. My missus was like, what are you done? And I'm like, well, yeah. Nice. But we went off on this, um, it was like a boat trip, yeah? So it was Factor 50 on the head. Like, my brother's got no air. It was like, yeah, put Factor 50 on. So I was like, on and off the boat, in and out the sea, fantastic. First time mm. I went in, brilliant. Put the old goggles on, snorkeling around the place. Got yep. out, dried myself off. Didn't put any sun cream on. So then I had like Error. all day on the boat with no no hat, no sun cream. Because I'm thinking I'm good because I put my sun cream on in the morning. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Mistake number one. <laughs> it was a world of pain. That's all I'm saying. It hurt a lot. Not good. You tried you... Uh, Turkish tea? Um, yeah, we had a bit of apple tea. That was nice. Um, yeah. Also, what did we have? Uh, some sort of lamb kofta things cooked in it was like olive oil and lemon and oh it's really nice i'm gonna make I'm, that's that's gonna be a video when i'm yeah when i'm back and cooking i might i could do it this weekend mind you i'm craving some like a, a pork butt that's like, i've been sort of thinking pork butt that's what i've been thinking about all day yeah <laughs> nice. that's what i want to make try to sa- sample any of the uh the turkish delights and the baklava yeah, um, a bit too many because now I'm actually on a diet. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was okay. carrying a bit of um, bit of timber before, but now I've got extra added timber. So um, it's <laughs> holiday right. timber, holiday timber. Yeah, I'm surprised EasyJet didn't try and charge me extra bag- baggage. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> it, it was, it's it a good thing like... you don't have to get out the scales on the way back, and it. <laughs> oh. I would, yeah. I would definitely have to book two seats, you know, if it was a it was it was a nice big plane, but it was well big for an easy jet plane. Um, but yeah, it was is it is what it is. It's a nice holiday. It's good to be nice, nice to be back, but equally nice to be away as well. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Mm. Right. So this week's guest is Philip Riddick, aka Daddy Cooks, and the creator mm. of the Arbop podcast. Um. He's here to chat to us today about uh, his YouTube channel, All Things Q, and his podcast. He wants us to let you know that he's also simulcasting our podcast to his podcast, which should be good. Yeah. So we will make an appearance on the Arbot podcast as well. So let's get him in. Here he comes. I've hey, made it. <laughs> Welcome resist. along. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to you. Oh, man. Look, I was in the green room. I I, I, I kind of got overzealous. Hold on. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just keep speaking amongst yourself. <laughs> it, was, it was hot in the green room. I had to drink my broom. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> just keep speaking amongst yourself. <laughs> oh, we're, we're All right. going. Well done. Good, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. <clears throat> I'm so happy to be yeah. here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. 
Uh, I'm looking at the chat laps and it went fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for the invite, guys. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure we've, to have you adopted, on. We've adopted your fuckery on this show. <laughs> you know, we, we, we like it so much on yours that we've, we've stolen it and uh, we've run with it from uh, <laughs> run with it. It's, it's That's awesome. work. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. So, Phil. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little about a little bit like I can't get any words out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you oh, from? Uh, well, how long have you been cooking over the flames? I was born in a place called Chanute Air Force Base. All right, my father was in the Air Force. All right, for twenty-one years, so I was born on Air Force Base. I was I was a military brat. Um, so there's that. So I moved around quite a bit before I started moving around quite a bit <laughs> all right um so being a military brat moved around all over the place uh as i came of age obviously i joined the military too i joined the army not the air force because i wanted to be better than my dad i didn't want to be exactly like my dad so i kind of took you know took my own path that type of thing yeah um 23 years retired veteran of Four wars, Operation Just Cause, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, Enduring Freedom, Iraqi Freedom, in that order. I'm very proud of myself. I've never lost a man, weapon, or piece of equipment in four real-world conflicts, which is great. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, military congrats, dude, congrats, man. Congratulations, man. I have nothing but respect for you guys who do all that sort of stuff. English, American, you know, yeah. we're all on the same side. Thanks, thanks, for do, thanks for doing what you're doing. We need more people like you doing that sort of shit, you know. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. My, uh, my service is my pleasure, but, uh, I wasn't just content with just being the average army dude. I kind of was an overachiever, you know, airborne ranger, jump master, pathfinder, all the hard stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, that's probably why I'm so competitive. That's like my go, go, go. Like I do. It's just, it's, it's in me now after all of that time. Anyway, after I retired, then I started cooking and filming. Let me back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. While I was in the military, my wife took my daughter to see my, uh, rest in peace, uh, my mother-in-law in Mississippi. So that left me here at Fort Bragg for about three weeks. <laughs> right. Man, you can only eat so much peanut butter and jelly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ramen gets old. Hot dogs are not your friend after about a week. So I started watching my good friends on PBS public broadcasting station here in in the United States. And that's where all the greats were. Now we're talking about back in the eighties. So we Mm -hmm. still had, you know, they're still running Julia child. They're still running Justin Wilson. They're still running, uh, the, uh, the frugal gourmet. They're still running, um, Emerald Lagasse when he still had hair, they were still running, you know, all of those shows before the food network, you had PBS and those cooking shows. And I started watching and learning and watching and learning and cooking. And it made sense. It's not just following recipes, but things started making sense to me. Oh, this and this matches. This tastes good with that. You know, that type of thing. Uh, Some things need herbs. Some things need spices. Some things are okay with just salt and pepper. I just, so I started cooking and that stuck. And my wife came back and she ended up getting a second job. Now I'm back. This is back when I was an E5 sergeant. Wasn't making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So my wife was working and she's working two jobs. And I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas came around and she was dead dog freaking tired, man. 
Um, she had did a bunch of the prep work, but she went to sleep. And normally she would get up and start cooking, you know, the turkey and the ham and the greens and this, that, and the other. Ooh, that good stuff. Yeah. So she did the yeah. prep work and I just got up with my newly found PBS knowledge and I cooked everything while she was asleep. By the time she woke up, the turkey was almost done. The ham was almost done. Christmas dinner was done, baby. I, you know, I yeah. just did it. And then from that point, Christmas and Thanksgiving, as long as I was in the States, was mine. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and that just kind of morphed into me being overseas cooking. And I started filming. And here I am. <laughs> I hope that that's, didn't take too long. Yeah, that's fantastic, <laughs> man. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I I am like it. Nothing but respect for do. I, I got to admit, I'm the Christmas cookie at my house as well. So I know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you, like you give you give your wife a break, you step up, you do your stuff. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I I remember we was all ill one one year. Like we like I mean ill ill. Like I had a, I had a temp. I was running a temperature. She was running the temperature. The kids were really little. Mm. Up I got. Boom. Turkey in the oven. Sitting there drinking like a, a brandy just to try and keep myself like sweat it out <laughs> three o'clock rolled around out comes the turkey nearly done so in it goes again no at five mm. o'clock it was sorted out it was not it was it was average i won't be i'm, I'm not gonna lie it was it was okay at best mm. but, <laughs> but it was all right we got the job done yeah I'm not, I'm not i'm not gonna steal my my wife's thunder for christmas dinner she makes <laughs> cracking christmas dinner so i'm not i'm not waiting in there she she can keep it that's a wise man. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 no word of a lie. I could quite happily sit and eat three or four of those Christmas dinners. They're so good. I know. Yes, man, indeed. That's, that's cool. Not upset the apple cart by, uh, you know, giving, giving people cremated turkey or something. I want to put it on the barbecue. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, shit. I burnt it. I burnt it. <laughs> and you don't get a do-over. You don't get a do-over no, when you got no, when you got company over. It's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very true uh, mind you I, I, i'm doing like a secondary meet now so i get to go outside and stand around the barbecue and drink beer so mm. that, that's my get out like the turkey's in the oven i normally have like a uh a pork leg or something on a rotisserie going so i just stand nice. out there and watch yeah. the barbecue down a few beers and then oh yeah it's nearly done and then back out you go again <laughs> it'd, it'd be just my luck that i'd get like a it, it'd flame up inside the drum or something come out like a soot covered turkey <laughs> i've set myself up for failure now because when the holidays happen and i'm home my wife's looking at me like well what are you doing i'm like shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer an option <laughs> no that's it <laughs> well so let's, let's get into the questions then Yes. First memory of cooking or uh, barbecuing or cooking over flames. All right. First memory <clears throat> was watching my father. And keep in mind, he's a military guy. Can't tell him shit. Actually, I was a little guy, so I wasn't going to tell him shit anyway. But <laughs> he was the typical, which turned me into the typical before I learned. You get a barbecue grill, get him a self a pit, regardless of size. Fill the thing up with charcoal from left to right. The whole thing's full of charcoal. They light it with lighter fluid. So you go through the big poof of freaking gasoline flame, you know, all them fumes, <laughs> the big no-nos. And then he's managing meat by speed flipping. You know what I'm saying? Trying to 
prevent the burn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you just you, you just keep flipping, trying to prevent the burn, which never happens. And then uh, you hope that the chicken's done. He started the ribs when you showed up, so you're gonna rip a tooth out. You know, <laughs> everything wrong is being done. But that was the example that I was given, right? And then he barbecue sauce to cover up what was charred, overly charred. Instead of using the brush to just, you know, sauce your meat, he hits it with a fork and goes, kabunk, this big, huge bowl of freaking sauce. <laughs> he, he dips every piece and damn near puts the fire out. It's so much sauce. So those, <laughs> that was my first memories. And it was like that for years. And sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you had to put it in the oven because it was still kind of pink in the middle, you know, trying to keep that salmonella out your ass. But anyway, <laughs> that, that was my first uh, uh, memory of barbecue. Now, me cooking, I was doing that for years <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that's what right looked like. Yeah. Okay. And it was always, oh, man, it was so tedious. Try, you know, it's just a fight against flame, man. And you're not going to, the fire's just there. You're not going to win. <laughs> you're not going to win. Yeah. And after that, then I learned, you know, you offset, put your charcoal on half the, regardless of size, whether it's a square grill or a circular grill, that's when you start offsetting. And then you can adjust your temperature over the fire is hot, pull it over a little bit's medium on the other side is low. You can control your cook, you control your temperatures and you stop burning your shit up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the, my first memory of barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. What you need? What you need? Dad cooked away. So, um, so what? 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 What pits do you um have have in your uh in your backyard there now? And, and also, what's your favorite one to cook with? Tell, tell us okay. all about them. I have I have an arsenal. <laughs> okay, I have the famous UDS, uh, not ugly, ugly drum smoker. All right, the nuts. It's all over the internet. I didn't realize how popular that video was until a couple of years back I, and we were talking earlier that mm-hmm. video is like seven almost eight years old and i still get questions on that you know what type of screws galvanized or not galvanized yeah do i do do i paint the inside i get all kind of questions on that but that uh is one of my pits i have a barrel house cooker that was sent to me to do a video on so i use that it's just a smaller version of commercial made uds Mm-hmm. I have a Weber kettle, uh, my my new hotness, which was a gift. It was a gift from uh, Dave Parrish, the owner of uh, Slow and Sear Grills. Used to be mm-hmm. the Adrenaline Barbecue Company. If you look at my channel on Daddy Cooks on YouTube, shameless plug, mm-hmm. there's a video where he came to my house. He brought that grill and his um, uh, the the spinning grate. And did we got these two inch ribeyes? And he showed me the uh, cold grate technique in my house. We shot that video. Um, yeah. Now I'm gonna tell you the story on this if I can. Yeah, yeah. Tell All me. Right. I'm interested to know what the cold grate technique is. I've not heard of that one. So let's, let's okay. Get, let's start off with that for a start. You know. All right. The cold grate is he has this grate that's built for a Weber kettle, but the way it's welded, the way it's created, it can easily spin. All right. An easy spin grate. I think that's what they call it. So for that technique, you, the slow and sear, you know, the slow and sear is just a a container for your charcoals and also has a water reservoir. Yeah. So a cold grate is 
when you flip your steak, let me see if I get this right. You put your steaks the way he did it. We put steaks offset. You got your fire going. First, we would uh, indirect. We do indirect. Um, this yep. whole thing's a reverse sear. So we indirect these steaks. I think it was like two or three of them. Uh, huge, mm. two inch, two and a half inch steaks. And he brought them to, I want to say like 120 degrees. It's all on the video. I might get these temperatures wrong. You get mm-hmm. it to a certain temperature and then you pull them. Wait, let me back up. We dry brine them first for two days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dry brine them. So you get the steaks, you heavily salt them because they're thick as shit. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. heavily salted them. I did this before he showed up. And you, I put them on a grate in the refrigerator, you know, with a sheet pan and just let them yeah. sit in the air for two days. Okay. So like almost like air drying your meat then. Exactly. That's exactly mm. what it does. It draws out some of the moisture, the salt penetrates, and you um you know how you reduce a sauce? Yeah. Well, we reduce the steak. Okay. Mm. You with me? Yeah. You're drawing out the moisture. So then, then you, yeah. the flavor must get a lot more intense as well, I should imagine. It does. The salt go the salt draws out moisture and then the salt penetrates, and then you're losing moisture, so you're intensifying the beef flavor. Mm-hmm. So now two days later, he shows up and we reverse serum. I forget how long. I think we went to temperature. We weren't going to time. I think we brought them to like 90 degrees, 80 degrees, flipped them, brought it up to like 120. And I'm guessing here, pulled them out, took them in the house, paper towel on them, paper towel them until they were completely dry because that just wet meat doesn't brown. All right. Mm-hmm. No, no, no bilar reaction if you have wet meat. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we dried them. Then we hit them with olive oil. That was the choice of oil. You can use any oil, but we use olive oil, and then we peppered them. All right? Fresh cracked black pepper. No salt because of the dry brown. Brian, you yeah. didn't need any salt. Yeah. You took yeah. it back out, stoked the fire till that thing was like five, six, seven hundred degrees on the Weber kettle. Mm-hmm. And then you put the steak opposite of where the slow and sear is, so that's the cold grate. You with me? You put yeah. it on the cold yeah. grate. And then you spin the grill over the fire. You put the other one on the cold grate and you let it go for like uh, 30 seconds to a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you spin it. So now one steak's off, the other steak's on. Then you flip that one. Okay. So this one's searing and it does a whole, there's no grill marks. It does mm-hmm. a whole sear. So you let that one go for 45 seconds to a minute. And then you flip, you keep doing that until you get the perfect sear that you want. Yeah, you continue to check your temperature because we always cook the temperature, not the time. Mm-hmm. And then, if it's once you get your sear, if it hasn't gotten to your rare or medium or uh, medium well, wherever you want it, then mm-hmm. you just close it up and use the slow and sear as an oven until you get to that desired temp and you pull it. Perfect fucking steaks, man. Perfect. It sounds, it sounds fucking amazing to be honest. Really good. <laughs> Dude, wall to wall pink. You know, if you when you do it when you um, try to do a, a, a rare or a medium on the grill, you always have that little bit of gray. Yeah, you yeah. know that technique, wall to wall pink, no gray. It was freaking amazing. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, yes, indeed. And I was gonna say something else, but I lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, we were talking about we were talking about um, uh, what am I? What's what grills do I have? My pits. Yeah. So. Um, so I got the Weber kettle. I already talked about the UDS. I talked about the uh barrel house cooker, the uh Weber kettle, which was a gift. I have an entire outdoor kitchen, which is a 
what five burner and a sear station gas grill with a sink and a refrigerator and all of that stuff. It has a griddle on the other side. I have that. It's all on wheels so I can cover it up mm-hmm. or I can uncover it, roll it out, set it up kind of like an outside venue cook yeah. on it. And then I can put it, store it back up with so it's covered. Um, I have a offset stick burner um, that I've had for about a year. I've mastered it. It's time for me to, uh, Get something a little bit more professional. That'll be another video <laughs> one day. And I recently got a Blackstone. I got a 36-inch Blackstone griddle with the air fryer underneath. I've been toying with that. Haven't done a lot of videos. I've done some Instagram stuff on it. But, yeah. man, yeah. I love that thing. I love that thing. It comes to stir fries and breakfast and burgers. Totally crap. That thing's great. Thing's great. I, I I wish they sold Blackstones over here, man. I'd love to get one of them. It looks so much fun to cook with. I, the, the only thing I've got at the minute is um my Mark my Mark my um Mark One version was like a bit of plate steel I put over my Weber um, okay. Spirit. Um, so it's like quarter inch Weber Spirit. Um, I overrated it a little bit. Went out, left it on, heated the 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 metal plate up. Yeah. Looking at looking at the kitchen window, I'm like. It's fucking black smoke coming off the grill, man. What the fuck's going on with that? <laughs> I, I set my fucking, I, I set it on fire. I had to, to like obviously come out, took the bottle off, I opened the open the fucking lid and shut it again. I was like, fuck. I just thought I like, let it burn down. I, then I sort of cleaned all the all the shit out and cut cut this plating off, and that worked perfectly because obviously the heat needs to circulate, otherwise yes. it's going to bounce the heat back down into the into the rubbish and then you then you got problems um which i found out a um hard way (laughs) (laughs) the hot way now my go-to my go-to grill is recently has been the offset the offset stick burner just because i wanted to learn it okay and if i could take a second here Hmm. different cookers have different techniques okay and uh, uds is set it and forget it you know once you get your fire going you dial everything in you Mm. can leave man (laughs) you can leave and come back and everything's good to go everything's under control same thing with the barrel house cooker pretty much weber kettle not so much it takes some babysitting because it's not actually a smoker it is a a kettle grill it's not as airtight as a dedicated smoker so we all know that yeah but and then gas grill is just a gas grill. You might as well be cooking in the freaking house, you know. So it's oven. But I mean, it's a stove. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but when it comes to an offset, if you're not ready to commit that day, that afternoon, or that evening, mm-hmm. you're gonna destroy some meat because you have to manage not only your fuel type, depending on how you want it to taste. You know, different woods go with different. You know foods different proteins mm-hmm. then you have to deal with the uh, amount of fuel because you got to worry about your temperature you have to worry about airflow because if you don't have the proper airflow you're gonna have dirty smoke and then your food's gonna taste all freaking medicine-y and shit mm-hmm. right it's there's so many new you got to have a water pan to keep your your uh environment moist and just, those of you that don't know you don't put juice and shit in a water pan. It's not going to make it taste like anything. The purpose of the water pan is to put moisture inside of your freaking cook chamber so that you can easily monitor and control the temperature. All right. Moist air keeps more heat than dry air. I just yeah. wanted to say that. 
anyway, <laughs> but there's a lot of nuances. You know, how much do I open my chimney? How much do I open my, my intake? Do I need to open the door because I'm getting dirty smoke? Am I not getting enough air? There's so many things. And I was fascinated with the stick burners. And now that yeah. I got it down, it's time to upgrade, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to upgrade. But that's my go-to right now just because I've learned it and I'm getting it down. And I'm probably going to get a bigger, better one now because, uh, you know, no no grill, no smokers the same. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's 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 I can have a Weber kettle and you can have a Weber kettle and they can both act completely different. Yeah, you know he, exactly. You know, so you got to know you, you got to know your cooker. Mm-hmm. I will never go to your house and say, "Man, I can cook great," and I'm gonna come to your house and use your shit. No, no. no I'll, I'll be like, <laughs> crack up. No, I'm having some. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, that's my that's my go to. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the, uh, the not so ugly drum smoker then. Uh, what well, the the video and well the the creation of the not so ugly drum smoker? What was the inspiration behind it? The 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 inspiration was what's that phrase? Uh, necessity is the what is that? Necessity is the mother of invention. Mother of invention. That's it. Thank so, you. Necessity is mm-hmm. the mother of invention. So. Years ago, because y'all know that video is like seven years ago. So mm-hmm. prior to that, uh, I wanted to do pork butts. I got this cheap old $150 square. I got a shitload of videos on my older videos. If you go to my YouTube channel, um, I had that barbecue grill and I decided I wanted to try to do a pork butt. It was either one or two pork butts. Never did it before. You know, fledgling smoker. Yeah. <laughs> So I decided I'm going to undertake the We're doing it. I'm going to undertake this task. And it came out great, pool pork, but I was up all fucking night, man. I got no sleep because it was a cheap-ass grill. No yeah. freaking, it wasn't airtight. So I'm feeding fuel and wood and fuel <laughs> and wood chunks all night. It came out great. Did the mm. video, uploaded it. And this guy, and I've been giving him credit for this for have seven years and I don't even know who he is. Guy named Jeff S. That was his uh YouTube screen name, Jeff S. And he said, Hey man, I saw that video on the pork butts. You did great, but you worked way too hard. You should have used a UDS. I was like, all right, man, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You know, yeah. respond to my comments. And I was like, what the fuck's a UDS? What's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, when you kind of brush somebody off back when I'm back when yeah. you, you know, when you think your channel's growing. I had that little arrogant stage. <laughs> mm. You know, I'm humble as hell now. But anyway, what's a UDS? So I started doing research. UDS, upright drum smoker, ugly drum smoker, whatever you want to call it. And I'm searching all over YouTube. I'm searching all over the internet. And there were people with for $15, I could send you a blueprint. Or um, you send me $10 and I can show you how I did it. Or watch the videos. are like, guys, look at my UDS that yeah. I made. Or... Um, I'm gonna show you how I welded it. Well, shit, I can't weld. I'm not a welder, you yeah. know. And yeah. I got frustrated. I got irritated. I said, like, you know what? I'm gonna build one. I just started looking at different people's videos, and I got the idea. Okay, I'm gonna make one of these, and undertook it. I said, I'm gonna film this. All yeah. right. So as I was making it, I was filming it, and I got my not my butt chewed. I get these comments. Well, you could have used a. a, a a yardstick or a tape measure. 
I was like, what the what's the fun in that? That's why I used a dollar. Come on, man. It just it was just funky, you know. Yeah, a dollar six inches. I just like the folding thing, and it I thought it'd make the video interesting. Man, people be like, What your cheap ass couldn't buy a ruler? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Anybody can do made, that. <laughs> I was building mine, that dollar thing did my fucking boxing. So I was there like I can't even got a fucking dollar bollocks or ten pound. <laughs> I, I didn't think about euros, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you thought, well, yeah, probably the same. <laughs> but the mother of invention, I could not find a video on how to build a ugly jump smoker, so I made one. Mm-hmm. That's the inspiration. I couldn't find it. I figured if I wanted to make one, other people wanted to make one. Yeah, and I just did it. I filmed it. And then I ran into a snag because most of the UDSs had that that two-inch bunghole where they just screwed in a pipe. Yeah. And the drum mm. that I got didn't have one. I was like, fuck, fuck, what am <laughs> I going to do? And that's when I came up with the four holes in the top and then the the freaking uh, uh, the U-shape, not U-shape, the uh, elbow black pipe. I, yeah. I did not invent ugly drum smokers. But I swear I'm the one that came up with that exhaust freaking configuration. I had not seen it anywhere until I did the four exhaust thingy and then people just started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I blatantly like copied your idea and then sort of tweaked it a little bit. And now I've got my own group and I've been showing people how to do it. And now there's more <laughs> people showing more people how to do it. So it's, it's a good thing. So, yes, sir. You, you could say my group is the spawn of your video. So thank you very much, sir. It's, it's very cool here. Um, I have spawn. Yes. <laughs> populated the UK with lots and lots of little UDSs. So. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> That's awesome. I can I can certainly remember when I was building mine. I wrote down like every little bit. You know, I need to get these bits, these bits, these bits, and then then I disappeared into you know one of our storerooms and got all the bits. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Come back home and then it sat in the shed for a while. Um, and then one day I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go and do it now. And then uh, went to burn it out and discovered that I had a food grade um, lined drum. Ah. Uh. Man, that was hell. How did you get by that? I burnt it about four times. <laughs> I think I lined the fucker with petrol at one stage and set fire to it. Um, wire brush. I went through three wire brushes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I persevered and I, and I got to it. No. Nah, you, you, you put the hours in. But, oh, Here's a, a, question, a question from uh, Pickles, if I may. Yeah, he yeah. says, Phil's going live a lot more. Does he find it better than editing video? No, I don't. It's easier. And I just want to address this, guys. Um, it's easier to go live, but with the my situation of things that's been going on with the whole, uh, I don't want with the whole pandemic and this, that, and the other. Uh, mm. There's been a lot of things that I've had to take care of, family side, blah, blah, blah. So I have not been uh pushing out videos and I hadn't been pushing out podcasts because of personal situations that absolutely needed to be taken care of. That's done. I'm going back into full fashion now, baby. So pickled barbecue, get ready for some videos to start coming back at you. Uh, that's cool, man. <laughs> yes. Sir. That's it. So are you still using the UDS? I am not right now because I need to refurb it. And the reason is because I do work, in 
parts unknown in the Middle East. So it sits a lot. And so it's not that I can't. There's a little rust on it, and I got to clean out a little bit of mold. But my not ugly, ugly drum smoker is fucking ugly now. <laughs> so, uh, sure. It's got a few few years on the clock. It's been around a bit. It's not. It's, you know, it's <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna re, I'm gonna refit that bad boy to make it uh, make. I'm gonna give it a facelift. All right. You, what, that, you need to change the name from nuds to fuds. What a fucking ugly drum smoker now. <laughs> I got to do this. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, that's, that's got a reef. The refurb, there's a refurb video coming your way then. That's a, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just need to buckle down and do it, film it. Um, I think I did an all right job did, way before I learned how to edit and all that stuff is when I did the first video. So with the things that I've learned now, I could really do a good one, two, three. This is how to refurb or how I built it thing. And it'll really, uh, be cohesive mm. and intuitive and it'll look a lot better mm. yeah i can i can definitely tell you there's no reefer videos of uds smokers out there i, I know that for a fact because i've looked all right so you you got if you've got one that needs redoing you film it and put it up there mate it's going to um do as well as your other one that's for sure i hope so, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that drum's so iconic as well you know, it's just going to bring people in to watch it anyway just being refurbed yeah yeah Definitely. Yep. I mean, I'm gonna watch it when you when you do the refurb video. I mean, nice. I mine's, gone, mine's gone past the point of refurb now. Mine's just like let's buy another another drum and do it again. <laughs> just take all the parts off and just build another drum and learn from the mistakes I made. You know, punching eight holes for exhaust in the top. <laughs> that doesn't work. I saw that. I saw a lot of people. They put more holes. Uh, see, I went with uh, three quarter inch as a guess and mm. it's worked it's worked fine for me now i've seen people mm. do one inch holes two inch hole you know as far as intakes and stuff you know it's all based on how much you open and close the thing any freaking way yeah, yeah. but uh i didn't have any issues and i got a lot of videos cooking on mine proofs in the pudding but occasionally i get a come hey man i can't get the temperature and you know it's, it's hard to uh troubleshoot on a text, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, did you let your fire take before you closed it? You know, if you, you light the corner and close it up, you're not going to get temperature. You got to, you know, make sure you got enough fire going, your fire base going. There's a lot of things, your air take, intake, anything clogged. There's so many things that could go wrong. Even the temperature outside is going to affect how it's going to exactly. run. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's a barrel. If it's cold outside, it's going to mm. wick out your, it's going to wick out your heat, you know? So, mm. yeah. I'm not saying I'm the professional. I know I'm, I know all the ins and outs on the UDS, but I know how mine works. Back to all cookers are different, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true, you know. But the, yeah. you could equally say I, I, I think most, most UDSs tend to want to run at two seven five. Like you can damp them down a bit. You don't, but yeah. two seven five seems to be a good a good place to run your UDS. It's not, yeah. it's a little bit hot, but it's not that hot. So my one sits at that 250, 275, boom. Yeah. Your food's going to be done a little bit quicker, you know, and you know, there's no worries about it either. You know, that, that's the main thing. You just yeah. put it in, bugger off, do something, you know, cut the grass. Mm-hmm. Long as you, long as you're cooking the temperature and not the time, you're good to go. Ooh. Yeah. It don't, it don't, don't really matter what the temperature of the drum is really effectively, as long as your protein is sort of coming along as you need it. Oh, what's this question? What are the, what are the most interesting things 
I have learned while cooking overseas. Okay. One of the most interesting things I've learned is meats change. (laughs) Meats. Look, that's my older brother. Hey, man, what's going on? Thank you, man. (laughs) But meats change. All right. In America, you're going to get pretty much the staples, beef, chicken, uh, pork. You might get a rabbit or two. But when you're in the Kyrgyz Republic, you're going to get rabbits. <laughs> you're going to get yak. You're going to get horse meat. Things like that. Yes, I've done that. It's delicious. <laughs> you get into you get into the Middle East, you're going to get, you know, mutton. Now, one country's mutton is lamb, another country's mutton is goat. All right? So, you know, you don't know say a baby a baby goat depends mm. on the country. Mm. Uh, so I've learned that one, your proteins are going to change. Two, you can't trust everybody's protein. Mm. All right. In America, you got USDA. All right. Uh, in England, your stuff's regulated as well to a degree. Yeah. You're in Iraq, and you here's a perfect example. I was in the Middle East, and I told a guy, hey, man, I'd like five kilos of goat. He didn't show he didn't show up with styrofoam with a little freaking absorbent thing and some no, it was a plastic bag with bloody goats. <laughs> <laughs> it was just goat meat. <laughs> that sounds a bit funky even for me, man. I'd eat pretty much anything but a bag full of fucking goat. That must it, have been he like... just, hey, here you go, boss. Uh thank you. <laughs> Which, which I cooked that shit well done. Exactly. Look, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't well done. It was hell done. I wanted to make sure I wasn't catching shit. I wasn't trying to throw up a kidney, a uterus, or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> man. You got to make sure that stuff's well done, man. If you decide to eat it, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to will back to your um. You've eaten horse. I'd I'd like to try horse. They don't even oh. they, don't, they don't even do horse over here. I don't even I don't understand yeah, why. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They did do it here, but not properly. <laughs> you know, okay. you Un- unofficially in some supermarkets. Yeah, in, from the factory. <laughs> in the Kyrgyz Republic, people call it Kyrgyzstan now, but the Kyrgyz Republic, which is under, under uh, Kazakhstan, right next to China, over there by the stands, Uzbekistan and all that. I was there for mm-hmm. almost a year, a little bit over a year and a half. I was living just, just working, doing what I was doing. Yeah. And just go into a restaurant and ask for a horse steak. You would not be able to tell the difference between a horse steak and a beef steak. Unless you didn't know if, unless you knew and tried. All right. Mm -hmm. There's just a barely thin line of game, but I could give you a horse steak and tell you it's beef and you wouldn't tell the difference at all. Now in that country, they have horses. We're going to kind of go off on it. We're gonna hang yeah, a left yeah. for a second. Yeah, yeah. they have horses. The horse. They have horses as beasts of burden, just like we do. You ride them, and they do what they do. Mm-hmm. They have horses. They have horses that they milk, not cows. Horses in that country, How the fuck they do you milk drink a horse. They got two udders, just two in the back, <laughs> and they drink horse milk, and they have this drink. <laughs> they have this drink. I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> Like a female 
horse. They yeah, milk the feet. I just had to throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> look, a completely different protein if you're milking a male horse. I, I can't find the other udder. This one will do. <laughs> if it's just one big udder and you have to keep stroking it, just don't leave drink. it alone. <laughs> just leave it alone. It's not a protein shake. But they have, um, they have horses for beasts of burden. They have horses that they milk. Um, there's a, a horse milk drink that once they ferment it, it does have an alcoholic uh, uh, property to it. I've never tried it. I didn't have the balls. I ain't going to lie. Mm. And then they have horses that they raise for slaughter. Okay. Sounds weird, but mm. think about Korea. Yeah. Korea, they don't just eat their fucking pets, man. That ain't right. <laughs> they raise, They raise dogs the way we raise chickens. Mm. All right, there's certain breeds that they raise to consume. Totally wackadoo on on the you know in the Western mm. Hemisphere. Let people eat what they eat, man. You know, I, I ain't mad at it. At the end of the day, you, you know. know, but yeah, different cultures do different stuff, man. Hell, they eat freaking iguanas in some places. They eat cats in Peru. Come on, man. I heard of that. They call like what they call. Iguanas are called, uh, is it tree chickens or something like that? They, I, you got me on now. <laughs> no, honestly, I've heard of that. They like, People yeah. do eat iguanas. They're called tree, uh, tree chickens or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what country it's called, but they, that's what they call them. Yeah, but different different people eat different things. We, we kind of got off the subject, but different mm. people eat different things. My thing is this. If you're not hurting anybody and you're taking care of your family, eat what you want. You'll be all right. Mm. You'll be all right. Okay? Last thing I'm going to say on that subject is, we talk about people eating weird shit, but I love cheese. Do you like cheese? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's spoiled fucking milk, man. <laughs> Other cultures like, you guys eat that shit? It's spoiled fucking milk. We're like, oh, it's delicious. They're like, you're crazy. <laughs> different cultures do different stuff. Yeah, it's very true. Very yes. true. Very wise. Right, so let's get back onto the questions. We've we've gone off um gone off a bit. Let's, Sorry, um, get back on track. No, that that was my my fault for asking about horse. I'm <laughs> I'm curious about eating horse. You know, I'd like to try it. I know the French ah, used to eat it. Maybe I'm sure the Italians probably still eat it because they eat mm. pretty much anything. Um, but yeah, I'd like to try it. Around, one. man, horsing around. Right, so where are we? Your favorite video to yeah. So what was your favorite video that you've created? My favorite video, all right, not my most popular, but my favorite. I did this. <laughs> Kim and I, my wife's name Kim, we <laughs> went to New York to the View. All right, back when uh, before he got canceled, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the clogs, the orange clogs, uh, Mario Batali, and all those guys from the View. So I got tickets to go there. So. Kim and I decided we were going to take a train. We got on Amtrak, which is a company here in the States. And mm-hmm. we got the sleeping cart. No, I'm not cart. The, you know, one of the sleeping uh, rooms, I guess you call it. And I did the, this whole artsy-fartsy travel channel type thing <laughs> on our way to The View. Mm. And what was great about that is uh, we had our room, and I started videotaping, showing that stuff. And then... My wife, not deep, not befriended the conductor, but the lady was like, hey, it's daytime. We got to reconfigure your your little room back into chairs instead of the two bunks. And my wife's like, well, what if I still want to go to sleep? She's like, you know what? Hold on. And then they upgraded us. They took us to this, the huge freaking. We had a shower and a, it was huge. So they put us to a different on a train on a train. 
Yeah. Uh, had a Baptist chair, had freaking, it was, man, find that video. I think it was like the just Daddy Cooks in the View or some shit on a train. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to Madam Two Souls. I just filmed that and we had music and I interviewed a couple people at some restaurants. Kind of a longer video, but that, that was my favorite. We had dinner with a fan, I mean, with a, a couple and I filmed the food on the train. It was just, it was just great. It was a great time. And uh, kind of artsy fartsy travel channel ish, and you know I, I was trying to show my skills with a camera, and that was pretty much my favorite one. No, not only that, you're catching sort of memories of what you've done, and yeah, you sort of you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 more than sort of like artsy fartsy, but it's a it's a document away with your misses, you know. Yeah, you, you've done this, you've done that, you went here, you've done that, you went this. So yeah, I get that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I like I like that idea. That's that's nice. I'm I'm going to look that out just to be nosy. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to go and check that one. All right, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I reckon I may well follow you along there. <laughs> um, favorite? You've what am I doing? Where am I? So, I'm, so, I'm lost. Favorite, Bloody hell. Uh, what's your favorite thing to cook it's and recipe? All right. I'll go recipe first. My favorite recipe is lasagna. I love lasagna. I think I have a classic five cheese lasagna video. Man, it's phenomenal. I love lasagna. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drunk, sober. I just love lasagna. I'm sorry. Now, my favorite thing to cook is something I've never done before. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to cook is a challenge. And the more funky the name, the better. I got video on Baba Ganoush. I got video on uh, Tiramisu. If it's got a funky name, (laughs) I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if there's a new technique, I mean, I have pretty good knife skills. Um, I have... um, pretty good techniques because i do that on purpose and kind of jumping off to the side for a second i feel honestly that if someone's going to take their time to watch my youtube channel to watch me i deserve i'm sorry they deserve my best effort okay so if i'm going to mix something i'm going to use a whisk if i'm cutting bread i'm going to use a bread knife you see what I'm saying if i'm going to slice a brisket i'm going to use a slicing knife if i'm going to be carving i'm going to I just feel that, you know, if I'm dipping something, I'm not going to pick up the bowl and turn. I'm going to use a ladle and I'm going to the right tool for the right job. That does a couple yeah. of things. One, it teaches me how to use a proper tool. And two, it increases your credibility because you're using the right thing at the right time instead of trying to mix up an egg with a fork in a bowl. Come on, man. You got a whisk. Use the whisk. It's, it's, you know, it's all about best practice, isn't it? It's all again. That probably comes back down to your training and how you've done done stuff and got taught how to do stuff. There's a tool for every job. If you use that tool right, it's more efficient. Therefore, you get the job done properly. Exactly. And yeah. and I'm and I'm competitive. I'm not a professional, but I bust my ass to try to look like one. <laughs> I, I'm a great believer in that as well. You know, I've I, I've done an engineering apprenticeship. I know what I need to do. There's a tool for a job. If there's a tool for the job, it's been designed to do that job. So fucking use it, man. Why, yeah. why not? <laughs> you know, right. it's what it's for. 
Uh oh, hold on, my brother. <laughs> my brother said he said just showed you to dad for a moment. He said hi, he looked good. So my brother is in Chicago with my father, and he brought up this stream so my father can see my father's eighty <laughs> plus years old. So wow. if you're looking, pops, I love you, dad. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. <laughs> I feel sad. <laughs> That's awesome. No, uh, I like that. Sure, pickles just put up. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yep. I like doing that. That's that's, that's my... I, I'm going to live by that mantra. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone starting out making barbecue content or content in general on YouTube? Oh, my biggest advice is to just do it. All right. Yep. I'm going to tell you something real quick. Hold on. I would like to talk to you about Instacart. What if I told you that you could have local fresh groceries delivered to your front door? You can have multiple deliveries for one small monthly fee. Unlike some other apps or services that want to nickel and dime you all the time. If you don't have that special item that you need to make a special recipe, Instacart in some cases can get that to your house in as fast as one hour. Hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Instacart highlights deals that can help save you money. You can find everything you normally buy, and they also suggest things that may be new to you. They pick the freshest produce and also <laughs> keep your eggs safe, too. Follow the link in the show notes that lets Instacart know that I sent you. That will not only help the show, but it will also, in this case, give you free delivery on your first, I say again, first order over $35. Instacart, never go out to go grocery shopping again. All you need to do a YouTube video or a podcast. For a podcast, all you need is a clear microphone. So you get yourself a good mic, something like this. You see, I prepositioned something like this. <laughs> this right here. And I knew that you sent me the questions already. This mm -hmm. right here. And I don't know if you're going to be able to get this one. This is the uh, Audio Technica uh, AT2005. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's USB and XLR. It comes with mm -hmm. uh, both cables, a little stand, and the audio will sound almost as good as this whole apparatus that I have here, minus the processing. Okay. Yeah. With an adapter, you can plug that microphone right into your computer. I'm sorry, without an adapter, USB straight into your computer. With an adapter into your tablet, with an adapter into your phone, all of which have recording capabilities, you got yourself a professional sounding podcast. Bam. Yeah. Just freaking do it. Now, when it comes to uh, video, YouTube type of stuff, lighting. The more light, the better. But even if you don't have all the lickies and chewies, even if you don't have all the extra stuff, if you just got a phone, get yourself a tripod so it's not jumping all around and start. You can grow after that. That's my advice. If you want to be on YouTube, if you want to be on freaking um, what's that new one, TikTok or anything yeah. else, just start. You can learn everything else after that. You can shoot me an email. You can shoot these two gentlemen an email, ask all the questions you want. People are out there to help you. You can just Google it or just YouTube it and 
grow from there. If you look at my earlier videos, they fucking sucked, man. They were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I just cussed. He said my dad's watching. Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> my early videos were terrible. My content was good. My personality was the same. My cooking, you couldn't, you can't beat, uh, uh, I think. But the videos were a lot to be desired. You can gain those skills later. I didn't start out with audio like this. I started out with crappy mics, and uh, you learn, grow into it. Yeah. So, yeah, starting out to make any kind of content, just start. You can hone your skills in the in, in route. Uh, I I got to admit, your audio is on point. I've, <laughs> I've told you this before, but yes, sir. I, I've got envy on your, your. You've got some good stuff going on. It's it always sounds <laughs> nice. It really does. Well, we we said we were going to talk about this earlier. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> I'm running. Into it nicely. I'm, sorry. I'm running a Roadcaster, a Roadcaster Pro. It's spendy. You're going to get up off about 600 bucks, roughly, for this soundboard. I mean, I can show it if you guys don't mind. No, I might do it. Here all you right, go. Me... Here's my setup. Sorry, microphone and all this stuff. This is what I'm looking at right now, folks. All right, that's my soundboard right there. That's the Rodecaster Pro. All right, mm -hmm. keyboard sitting right here, and that's I got a, that's a funky keyboard you got there, man. That's I all know. like multicolored and shit. I know. I'm <laughs> a gaming keyboard. Yeah, so you it, got it, a multicolored keyboard, Matt. It is a gamer, but look, monitor one. Look, these are your questions. <laughs> <laughs> look, these are your questions, so I know what's coming. This is me looking at you guys. And that's my liquor and Facebook over there. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I got, and then I got, you know, road mics and come on, man. I got another mic over there for a guest. Uh, I got studio monitors, not just micro, I'm um, not just speakers. So I got a pretty hefty get. I got a studio in my house. All right. But I didn't start that way. And nobody needs to start that way. You got a good well, audio. You got good video or the best you can and build from there. I've been doing YouTube Absolutely. for about six years, seven years now. So obviously I'm going to upgrade a little bit and you'll do the same thing. Yeah. Those of you listening, yeah, yeah. you'll do the same thing. Start with what you have, build on that. And work your way up. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I mean, we, we, we've invested like a, a small, small bit of our own money into sort of trying to bring our audio levels up. Yeah. I think we've, uh, well, especially from our first, first goes at it, we've, uh, improved our audio tenfold so yeah i, I tell you I know. The, the, the turning point was when jeff jeff rice come on night like, i thought we would i thought we were a fucking bomb man i was like yeah we're doing a live stream it's really fucking cool look at us jeff come on i was like we're shit our sound is awful <laughs> yeah I, I told matt exactly uh, that i said we gotta sort our audio out for a start yeah. because it, it was just like Oh man, it just sounded so. You know, you listen to something and it's just so easy on your ears. And I just yeah. listening to ours back here. It was through a little microphone lead, but I was like, the the the, the end game was for a podcast, wasn't it? Let's, let's be totally honest. That's what we were sort of aiming for. Yeah. And it sounded like we were talking into tin cans. That is fucking yeah, yeah. terrible. <laughs> it was. I was just like, oh. but you know, but, you get you get. It was the initial excitement, wasn't it? It's was like fuck yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing this, we're drinking, it's cool. And then Jeff come on, it was like, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this heavenly voice. It's like, it's like like someone had just sort of put this godlike voice into the into the chat room. You're like, that, I tell you what, what that dude that? was smoother than a captain's codpiece. You know what I mean? He was yeah. uh, he just sounded like um, it was like an umptuous sound. I was like, yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> I, I tell you what. He, I reckon he could get away with, in, if if for any reason, you know, his channel flopped, he could just start doing ASMR stuff, just talking <laughs> like really sexually into the voice, into the mic. People would just fucking lap that shit up. <laughs> oh, that that was that was the changing point. That that was the yeah, definitely. That that's well, I went out and got a microphone after he come on and sort of said hi and like demonstrated what it probably should be like. So that's what mm. made me go out and get this. Mm. And Matt was fortunate enough to have one and we sort of tied it up and figured it out. But. Yeah. For those listening, <clears throat> just so you don't have to figure it out, let's talk about microphones real quick. Get the best mic you can. Don't break the bank. You can always upgrade. But when you're talking to microphones, look at all of us. All of us on the screen. We're doing the same thing, but in different ways. We mm. are not talking directly into the microphone. I got the microphone off to a corner, corner of my mouth. All right. Mm-hmm. Ryan's got his at the corner of the mouth. Matt's got his below him. We're not talking directly because when you talk directly and you it does make, you start getting plosive. Yeah, it yeah. sounds, you know, you want your microphone close to your talent. You're the talent. You want to make sure that you're speaking clearly and articulate, but you don't want to be breathing and blowing into your microphone. That's why mine's over there instead of mm-hmm. right in front of me. And I wanted to see the pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I still struggle with mine. Mine, regardless of where it, it's positioned, if I put it too far away, it, I just sound distant. Oh, you sound great. Well, sometimes, sometimes it just it. Yeah, it's hit and miss. You're phenomenal. Like, You're phenomenal today, baby. <laughs> it's, it's time for an upgrade, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm to be honest. I'm happy with this. This was fifty. This was fifty quid. It's a Marantz professional microphone. Nice Conden- condenser mic. Um, yeah, it's it's working well. It's USB. I think it sounds okay. Um, it sounds great. I've I've been looking at the Rodecaster Pro kit. So they they do it as like a bundle. The two yeah. mic, the Road Rodecaster, uh, the the Road Podcaster mic. Which the podcaster think, or the pod? This is a pod mic, not a podcaster. A oh, podcaster okay. costs more. This pod mic, the pod mic, pod mic's like freaking ninety nine bucks. The I podcaster, I think it's about seven hundred quid for as the package. It's not okay. Terrible, terrible amount of money, but you know it's something to aim for. Um, Mine costs about the same. I pieced mine together. I got. I'm getting ready to jump into a question that. It hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet, but anyway, uh, matter of fact, let's get it. What, where's yeah, let's get into that. Um, no, blah blah blah. All right, what was my inspiration to start the Arbot pop the Arbot podcast? That's the next question. Yep, yep. Okay, <clears throat> what inspired me was a subscriber, it, Phil, but it would be great to be able to just call in and ask you questions. Because I would go live every now and again and do crazy <laughs> stuff, you know, eat that hot ass chocolate or whatever the hell. I don't know if you guys seen those spicy challenges that I did. But anyway, 
it's like it'd be great to be able to call in. I was like, man, it would be great. Now I'm still in parts unknown. That would be great. So now I start googling and researching and trying to figure out how I can incorporate a phone call. And you know, I already had the uh, Zoom H4n, and then they had, you know, they got the H6 out. There's different ways to do different stuff. And then I saw the Rodecaster, which mm. is all inclusive. All right, based now, this is the answer what you asked me about earlier. This thing has a soundboard where I can pre-record and do my sound effects. And there's so many banks. The more you load, more banks open. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you exactly how many it is, but I can just flip page to page to page of, of sound effects. I could pre-record an intro like your intro. I could pre-record a sponsor ad that I've, you know, pre-recorded that stuff. Just to plug my smartphone into, it has a dedicated smartphone plug. So obviously I'm not going to use my everyday phone number because y'all are strangers. (laughs) (laughs) But but I can get a Google number, which I did. You can get that free Google, Google number. And that's my podcast number. All I do is plug my phone, this, plug it into this, which goes all the way down into that, and it auto automatically does the mix minus. If you're doing a regular soundboard mixer, you have certain cables and certain ways to hook it up. Mix minus means that you can hear them, they can hear you, but they won't hear themselves, minus themselves. Right. And it's hard to do with a regular mixer unless you know how to do it. Roadcaster does it automatically. I plug into it. I plug into my phone. Here's the number. You call me. It automatically handles the mix minus. So that so, answered the question to the people that wanted to just call in and ask a question. Mm. It also does Bluetooth. So instead yeah. of plugging in anything, I could just Bluetooth my phone. Say I want to plug the plug into my uh, iPod and play music, but I can still Bluetooth the phone to this thing. That's not like a commercial. And no, I'm not endorsed. I just bought the thing, but I love it. <laughs> anyway, Bluetooth the phone call. You with me? Yeah. This yeah. does everything I wanted to do. One USB plug into the into the computer. That's how I'm listening to you guys right now. That's how you mm-hmm. hear me right now. Yeah. If you're going to be a semi-professional or you want to be a podcaster, Either just buy it outright or start small, save your pennies, save your money, build up to it, get the thing. It's worth it if this is what you want to do. Okay, I'm going to stop stroking Mm -hmm. road. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, your missus is cotton done. It's my birthday soon, my darling. <laughs> she, she's got a, she's just got a rebate as well, so she's gonna be like. Oh, you gonna, she, I, I know I'm gonna. She's gonna look after me. It's money that she wasn't expecting, so she might as well invest it into our lovely show. She's yeah, yeah, <laughs> pay in the long run. Yeah, pay in the long run. <laughs> oh man! Right. Well, you answered the next question. The last show you did on your Arbop podcast, you did it with your brother, didn't you? Yes. And it was uh, to do with the travel business that you guys are running. Yes. Tell us a bit about it. Well, <clears throat> let me say, 
I am a independent TSA, not TSA, you know, the government, you know, mm. um, TSA means travel savings ambassador or technology savings ambassador. This company that my brother introduced me to is called iBoomerang. It's a technology company. Mm-hmm. What they do is they leverage technology to one save money with travel and they leverage tech technology so that you can not only help people save money, but you could also make money if you are a member or invested in the company. Okay. okay. Right. Um, imagine this. You want to help a friend or family member or whatever, and they want to take a trip to wherever, wherever they want to go. And you say, Hey man, I know you're going to this place, but I could save you up to 30% for absolutely nothing. What do you think they would say? Well, thank you very much. Obviously. Thank you very much. So what this company allows you to do is send them a personal website. Kind of like, kind of like Experian, kind of like, you know, any other travel site that you go into. Mm-hmm. You send it to them for free, but it's theirs for absolutely free. And they save money every time they use it. It's that simple. And mm-hmm. uh, they also have an opportunity to feed a kid, <laughs> that type of thing. Uh, it's a great company. Uh, it's been going for about a year and a half, fledgling. Uh, and it's it's just a great premise. You can save people money just by giving them a free website. It doesn't cost them anything. They don't have to do anything whatsoever. And if you're in the business, the money they save can generate you money. And once again, it doesn't cost them anything. Who would say no to that? So it's a win-win situation. It's me, a win-win it's situation. Now, when I talk travel, I'm not just talking flights. I'm not just talking rented cars. We're talking if you want to go to resorts. We're talking about like kind of Airbnb people that rent out their properties. Uh, yeah. there's, there's also a side business called um, Vibe Rides. It's kind of like an Uber, but it's not all over the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. So it really won't affect you guys because you guys are in the U.K. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's in certain states and growing. So it's just a great, great way to save money for people that you know. Uh, hell, save money for people you don't know, <laughs> to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And you could also generate a handsome, handsome income. And uh, it is what it is. If anybody's interested, all you got to do, just, look, shoot me an email if I if I may. Is it okay? Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if, if anybody's interested, shoot me an email and just to DC Boom. B-U-U-M, D-C-B-U-U-M, getaways at gmail.com. That's my, D-C for Daddy Cooks, obviously. D-C-Boom, B-U-U-M, getaways at gmail.com. Shoot me an email that says, hey, Phil, I heard you on the um, podcast. I'm interested, and I can shoot them some information if they're interested to save money or if they're interested in to try to get into it as a business type of thing. I can help you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All righty then. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that that you can use that all the way across the world. It's not limited just yes, to America. You, man, you, I, got, I got folks in, uh, I got one guy that's in uh, Jamaica, <laughs> uh, all over the world. Yeah, if so you, I, if I you can shoot you an email tonight and say, I'm interested. Yeah. I can shoot you a presentation, uh, interactive presentation. You can look at it. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Shoot you the interactive video or interactive presentation. Uh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. You shoot me an email. I just need your first name, last name, and some type of contact number, either a cell phone number or your regular number. I'm not going to call you. I need it to send you the website. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I can send you the interactive thing. And once you watch it, it'll say, hey, Ryan's watching it. It'll say, hey, Ryan's finished. He's interested or he's not interested. If you watch it and you're not interested, don't harm no foul. Won't touch you. Mm-hmm. If you watch it and you're interested, then you'll probably get a phone call with me, three-way call with my brother so we can explain it better and then go on from there. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. That's simple. No pressure. Either like it or you don't. But bam <laughs> Sounds good to me. 30% off going on, a, on your holiday, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. already fresh. I'm ready to go again. Now, the 30%. good thing is if you, <laughs> if you decide to be involved, that 30% can turn into 70, up to 70, if you're in the business yes okay yeah wow okay look i'm gonna do this i just threw it out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right then my might be an i boomerang first representative coming your way you know, hey baby okay. do it <laughs> you never know yeah. you never know uh, i can see the bosses in the chat what do you think my darling yeah what do you, what do you think about that <laughs> She says, Ryan, shut your ears. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble. I'm sorry. Nah, she's we got an we got an understanding, you know. I do what she tells me. It's that simple. I know. Listen, I'm the master of my house. I wear the pants as soon as my wife takes them off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad my wife's got her headphones in so she can't hear me. <laughs> I'll say this, man. Real quick, I'll say this real quick, and we we're over an hour. But anyway, yeah, I'll yeah, say this. Um, I've been married for over 30 years. All right. Uh, I think my next anniversary. I hope my wife ain't listening. It's I think it's 33 years. Okay, I got married, and I love that woman. But it ain't easy, guys. It ain't easy. And those of you that are listening, if you're married or if you're in a relationship, it takes communication and it takes effort. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brother says nice play. But it <laughs> takes it takes communication and it takes effort. The relationship that you had last month isn't the same relationship you got this month. All right. It's it, it's like chemistry. You had the wrong shit, it's gonna blow up. You right, you had the other shit, it's gonna fizzle out. A relationship's like chemistry, and what you had last month's not the same thing you got next this month, and you don't know what you're gonna get next month. It takes effort. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from a man that's been married for over 30 fucking years. Sound advice, I'd say. Thank you very Thank much. You. I'd, say, I'd say that on board. Well done. Give yourself a little <laughs> brunch. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Right, so let's we we need to get back on. Let's um, let's get through these questions because we've we're we're um we're over an hour. We're we're heading towards probably hour hour and a half. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, it's not. It's it's my fault. I think Our, it was a whole horse team. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think I think this is going to be a, an an unruly podcast because um, well, this was full. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> look, I'm cool. half down. <laughs> this is forty percent gin. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it now. So we're 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 getting dug in. So um, 
Matt, go. Where are we? So, favorite question. Dun, 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 biggest dun, dun. blooper. Oh, see, we're the last question right now. Biggest blooper. No, we're not. Hold on. Is there more? more? Couple more. Oh, we've got, well, that, like, that's the last little, one I got. <laughs> anyway, biggest blooper. Oh, my biggest blooper is one you've never seen, guys. I'm telling you. Because I don't, I don't, those of you familiar with my channel, I do not take out. I don't take out my bloopers. If I mess up, if I make a mistake in my videos, it's just there. But biggest blooper you never saw. I was trying to do a tequila chicken something. I can't. It was a couple of years back. A te- <laughs> it was a tequila marinated whatever. I man, I cooked it. I tasted it. It tasted like vomit. <laughs> and then I tried to doctor it. And I added this, and I added that, and then it tastes like spiced vomit. And then I added this, and I added that, and then it then it tasted like milky spiced vomit. I was like, I'm not releasing this video. Fuck this. I poured it (laughs) in the toilet. That was my epic fit. The only one I ever had. I couldn't save it. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't eat it i was like i couldn't even convince my kids to try it they're like fuck <laughs> look we love you father but fuck that <laughs> no, no they didn't cut they didn't cuss but anyway mm-hmm. oh i that was my biggest blooper you never i couldn't film i couldn't fix it i was helpless <laughs> it was fucking terrible and that that's a video you never saw. That's my biggest bloop, biggest blooper. Don't try to marinate chicken in tequila and make a sauce. Mm. It doesn't work. It might be. No, I can't see that being good at all. The only thing I've done with tequila is throw up. And that's that's the honest truth. Yeah. There you go. Never no, <laughs> <laughs> it. It never finishes well for me. I can say that, and that's the that's the God's honest truth. I yeah, try to cook it with chicken. Like, I tried to cook it with chicken, and the dead. I think the dead chicken threw up. That's why the shit didn't taste good. <laughs> I, I couldn't fix that. <laughs> oh right. So um, where are we now? We've got one or maybe two. What what what? Mu- this is a music question. This is sure. nothing to do with anything. So what what is your favorite top three albums of all time? Anything. Top- Top three out. Al- okay, uh, I'm not gonna. Well, albums. Can I go with songs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's go with songs instead of albums. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Number one favorite song, freaking Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. I love that fucking no, I song. Say- <laughs> I, whatever was on that album, we just b- bundle it all together. That song and whatever was on that album. So that's one album. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number two favorite song, Pink Floyd, Shine On Me, Crazy Diamond. That yeah. album was that Dark Side of the Moon? Uh, Shine no, Shine no, on. huh? Shine On is uh, no, what was it? Um, it's um, the album with the light, light bulbs on the front on it. I can't remember. Okay, great. Oh, oh, I love that song and. Piper's at the door, and then I'm gonna give you a traditional album. It will mm-hmm. be the first Chronic by Dr. Dre, 
the entire <laughs> album, the <laughs> whole <laughs> fucking thing, chronic by Dr. Dre. <laughs> now that's the spirit, right? Three, mm-hmm. look, three totally different directions, but yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's, it's a, you can tell a lot about people by what sort of different, how they listen to music and what sort of different music they like. So that, that's really interesting. Nice. Queen, it's the name of the album. That, hmm? that, no, that's here. great. Look, Queen, wish yeah, wish you were here. Look, Queen, freaking, uh, I can't Pink think Floyd. What? Yeah, Queen, <laughs> Pink Floyd, and Dr. Dre. There you have it. You put them all in a room and see what comes out the other side. We were, we were having a debate last yesterday, weren't we, about what song we should uh, put on the Instagram story. So yeah. uh, the advert for the Instagram story. And uh, we were coming up with all manners of random shit. Do you know, randomly, I had my finger over Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, when that I, would uh, have been perfect. When I, when I did it, I was like, yeah, it's a bit weird. No, maybe not. <laughs> I thought, now nah, fuck it, I'm not going to do that. It just seems a bit weird. But I yeah, I, I, but yesterday I was like, maybe. And then we were, we were doing some other, some, yeah, I, the Black Sabbath I had in there. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, War Pigs! <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> fuck yeah! But what I think it's fair enough. When I'm walking, when I'm walking down the street, my personal soundtrack in my brain. Is Atomic Dog by George Clinton? <laughs> That's me, Atomic Dog. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't even know that one. You don't know? Oh man, I don't I know it. Atomic Dog, bow wow wow, yippee yo yippee. That's what got Snoop oh, Dogg yeah, yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo yippee, Atomic Dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> Y'all got me singing. Stop it! Stop it! It's, it's fine. I, I, <laughs> I love you guys, man. This is such a great. I I have enjoyed this conversation so much. I love you guys. <laughs> we're, we're entering the realm of fuckery by the looks of it. I know, man. We're fastly approaching the pub club. I think the interview is pretty much done now. So, yep. What we need to do? Yeah, no, no, that's it. Right, I think that is it. I think we need to wrap this interview up. Um, yes, sir. Run, run up some um, Addy, Addy sort of stuff. Well, we haven't got any ads yet, but we will be sponsored soon yes. with any luck. Um, you never know your luck. Anyone out there who wants to make an offer? But um, equally, let's run, let's let's run that little ad and um, be back in a minute for the pub club. Um, everybody, go and answer the door, as Charlie would say. And come back fully charged with with some ice because I'm going to be totally honest. Gin and tonic with no ice, it's not that fun. <laughs> it's not the one. <laughs> no. it's, not, it's not that great. Um, so yeah, let's do it. Run the ad. Thanks for coming on. Um, where can we find you? Tell us all about your social media handles, Phil. Well, you can find my cooking channel at Daddy Cooks on uh, YouTube. I also have a Daddy Cooks on Facebook. Uh, my podcast is RBOP. My name's Philip Riddick, so it's Riddick's Book of Philosophy, R-B-O-P. So it's RBOP, which is on Facebook. Um, I'm sorry, RBOP, which is on uh, YouTube for the video podcast. But you can find the actual podcast anywhere there's a podcast being podcasted. I am everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, That's sir. Cool. 
And my Instagram is daddy underscore cooks underscore YT for YouTube. Daddy underscore cooks underscore YT. And that's everything I got. So that's it for this week then. Uh, Please remember if you're watching live, stick around for the pub club. Thank you again for tuning into Barbecue Talk Show. Remember, we're now available as a podcast form. So if you miss us live, you can catch us up on that. Um, we're available on all the podcast podcast platforms. I keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please go check out our Facebook page. Give us a like on there. Uh, we've also got a group. Uh, if you want to join that at barbecue talks dot. Yeah. At barbecue, <laughs> at barbecue talk show. Uh, help us build our community um, and yeah, share your recipes, pictures, everything like that. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a guest, if you uh, hit us up on email, guest at barbecuetalks.com. If you check out my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Smoking Cues, check out Ryan's. Ryan's Instagram is Ryan underscore G's underscore barbecues dot stuff. And check out his YouTube, Ryan G's barbecue and stuff. Until next time, guys. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Right, now I've got to click the right button. <laughs> Back in one minute fifty. Mm-hmm.